E-commerce expansion myths blasted. Successful cross-border expansion help. Listen to the show to hear how one UK company is helping e-commerce sellers successfully expand into Europe and double their profits. Hosted by Andy Hooper of Global E-commerce Experts. Good afternoon and welcome to another uh, podcast, uh, Ecom Expansion Series. Um, I'm Ant from Global E-Commerce Experts, Head of Growth here at GE, uh, and I'm delighted to be joined uh, by Max from Bidex. Um, Max and I have spoken before uh, on what we did, we reversed roles last time. I was on his podcast and now uh, he's, uh, he's um, kindly agreed to join ours. So uh, welcome, Max. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for having me. No worries. Uh, Max, should we start with sort of talking a little bit about yourself and your experiences in e-commerce and all, all that kind of thing? Sure. So hello, everybody. My name is Max. I started selling on Amazon back in 2015. So this is now over seven years ago. And a lot of things have changed during the last seven years. At that time, I was still in studies and uh, I was uh, curious about this whole opportunity to buy and big amounts of products in in china or wherever and import them to europe and then sell them over here on the amazon marketplace and it went pretty well so we we grew the the business to seven figures pretty quickly but one thing that we learned was that amazon advertising was like the main differentiator at that time to launch products and as well as to keep bestsellers at the top. And all the advertising activities and all the work that we had to do was done manually. So log into Seller Central, go into each individual campaign, add group keyword, adjust the bits, move keywords and so on. And we said, oh gosh, there must be like a better way. There must must be an easier way, like for Google, for Facebook and so on there. They do exist these tools that help people and that help sellers to, to automate it. And that is when I teamed up with my girlfriend at that time, Nadine, who studied computer science. And she's my wife now. So oh, congrats. <laughs> all, all good. And so I knew what what an Amazon seller would need. And Nadine knew how to develop and code a, a program that would solve that issue. And it was like back in 2017, 2018, when Amazon only opened up the API. So external software providers were able to access advertising data via the API and then adjust programmatically these bits and budgets and keywords and so on. And we now grew the team to 40 people over here in Europe. We just opened up an office in New York. We also have the first team members working from the US. And we are happy to support Amazon sellers around the globe to grow and scale their Amazon business by automating advertisements on and off Amazon. Awesome. And yeah, I mean, I know from experience that, um, you know, it's the big pain point. Um, I mean, could you, is it really a pain point? I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's certainly something that demands an awful lot of time and attention. Um, so, you know, I used to quite enjoy going into to um, the, the kind of keywords and in, into the different campaigns to kind of optimize those campaigns, which is great on a lower scale. But as you start to build and scale and you you have to have more campaigns running across more products, it does become 
um, a little bit um, a little bit admin heavy uh, to say the least. So um, yeah, so that's that's great. Thanks for the intro, Max. Um, should we let's let's kind of uh, kick off by going giving giving us a, a real kind of overview of Bidex. Like um, you know what what do you guys do? What do you guys special in specialize in? Sorry, and how can you help? Um, client, uh, clients and, and Amazon sellers grow uh, grow their business? Yeah, sure. So we started with the biggest pain point that we had, which was basically bid management. In the beginning, this was completely rule-based. So if this, then that. And every client was able to just set up a, a set of rules and then the system would execute it. And that worked great for people who knew what to do. But this is like only a tiny fraction of the Amazon seller market. Most people just have a target that they'd like to be, and then they'd like to have the system do it for them. So we came up with the automation. In the beginning, it was also only bit automation, but then we added keyword automation. So the system is able to recognize the whole campaign structure also of existing campaigns. It knows the different match types, auto, product, broad, phrase, exact. It recognizes all the campaign structure that is already existing. We can like fill in the gap of all the missing ad groups with a single click to complete the campaign structure or create new campaigns for products that have not been advertised so far. And then we are also able to move the keywords across the search funnel kind of. And besides that, we are also able to shift the budgets from bad performing campaigns to good performing campaigns or increase bits and budgets with our boost function during events like Prime Day of Black Friday. And we also offer like day parting where customers are able to increase throughout the times of the week, the bits and budget, for instance, like Friday evening is horrible because everybody is going out to have dinner with some friends yeah. and so on. So people are surfing around, but they are not buying the products. So we recommend mostly to reduce then bits and budgets. And then on the weekend where, for instance, on Sunday, most of the retail shops in the city are closed, at least over here, like in in germany in most uh, shops in france as well uh, in uk probably as well and so people shift to buy online and that of course like sunday is the best day for most of the sellers to sell the products people are at home they have time they're able to spend it so increase there and by doing all the different steps we are like able to increase sales by 30 percent just in the first six weeks alone by shifting budgets, by increasing bits, by decreasing bits for campaigns and the keywords where it's not performing very well. And it is like a platform that allows sellers to have a workflow for everything they need to advertise successfully on Amazon. So am I right in saying then that you can automate the system to um, increase and reduce bids as and when you see the most traffic on those particular listings? Exactly. And at the moment, this is like based on, on weekdays and times through at the moment, but we also inc in increase the focus that we take use of best seller rank of your stock, of your current ranking, organic and paid. We have now the search frequency from Amazon with brand analytics, which just got a huge update. Um, and allows much better and comprehensive data. And we are getting all these data into the system and optimized based on that. Wow. Okay. That sounds awesome. Um, is this, is this very sort of Amazon specific or, or, um, do you have, you know, do you have the kind of reach to, to go into other marketplaces or. 
something for the future, maybe? Very good question. So we already planned last year to expand beyond Amazon to other marketplaces. And also our vision is to enable sellers around the globe to sell their products and services online as easy as possibly mm-hmm. and to facilitate them in doing so, like with the push of the button to advertise them across the different marketplaces. However, if you look how rapidly Amazon was growing due to the pandemic and due to the big margins they have, like in the advertising business, the complexity probably doubled or quadrupled over the last two years. So we still stuck with Amazon at the moment yeah. and we want to have everything that like at the beginning we wrote down like five points that we want to have and we got like three to four covered at the moment but it is still nothing and so we're still with amazon amazon is keeping us so busy but also amazon is growing so rapidly and we yeah. see that focusing now on other marketplaces for instance is just uh destruction because yeah maybe they can like get additional 10 20 of sales but they would also probably get that if they just focus on Amazon at the moment, if they would start to expand to new markets uh, with the help of great providers. And then they would double down on Amazon and they would get like the same growth and probably a better return because they, they keep it simple and they just focus on one marketplace. And that's sure. why we still stuck with Amazon, but it's also planned in the future to, to expand. Yeah. Growth, yeah. Great. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing more and more, uh, you know, appetite for moving into different marketplaces, uh, which is what kind of prompted the question. Um, but also, you know, having worked with other marketplaces and knowing um, how the kind of ad campaigns work, they all have slight differences from Amazon. Um, so yeah. I guess that would kind of add to the complexity of, of having this kind of one-stop shop um, type advertising approach. Um, but it's awesome to hear that you're working on it, um, you know, because I think, like, like you said, I think, you know, Amazon at the moment is uh, is the kind of big player with the, with the rapid growth. Um, but certainly for the future, um, yeah, it's going to be hugely beneficial for a kind of multi-marketplace approach for sure. Absolutely. Uh, so what I mean, let's let's kind of go back, like kind of strip it right back. Let's just say that uh, I, I'm relatively new to selling on Amazon. Um, I don't really kind of understand the kind of ad strategy and the the, the right approach. Um, you know, I, I'm chucking money into advertising, which is not performing very well. I approach you guys to say, right, I'd like you to kind of automate my advertising. What or so how quickly? could a seller expect to start seeing results from using your software? So when somebody is new to, to Amazon, it always depends like what did that person or that company do before? If there is a, have they been active in like, is it only the marketplace? Like for instance, now the UK and they have mm-hmm. been selling in the US or is it complete Amazon as a channel and probably start with an agency that, that is helping to setting it up. As soon as like the Amazon channel is set up and as soon as you are gathering the first sales, then it might make sense to also look out for, for tools that, that can support. Like we see the first really promising optimization results coming in as soon as you spend more than 5,000 per month on advertising on Amazon. 
that is where we see that our optimization matters. You can also do it like with, if you're just spending 200 bucks a month, but then probably the percentage of improvement is the same. And then our service probably would cost much more than the result that we could get out of it. Yes. And then it's always a question, like how much knowledge do you have about Amazon advertising? And in that case, it is a question if you do have the knowledge and if you do have the resources, then great, come and join our software. It's like super uh, self-explanatory and you can just sign up for free and you see the first results coming in after 14 days. So you cool. set up the account, you connect the API, then you set up the automation with the target ROAS or target ACOS where you'd like to go. And then the system is going to optimize therefore. If you don't have the resources, then we recommend to um, to book like the managed service where we support people and educate people, or we recommend to our agency partners um, and our partners in general, because they mostly have much more resources to train people or to also cover completely as external partner, the Amazon channel or the advertising channel. And then they are just using, for instance, our system in the background because it facilitates all the tasks that have to be done day in, day out. And you as an agency account manager, you would rather focus on strategic decisions, what, mm. what benefits the client and where really human thinking and human, um, what can make the result much, much better because like adjusting bits up and down, this is, can be better done by a machine, which is doing it when it rains, when the sun shines on weekdays, on vacations and so on. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so would you guys kind of recommend um, a budget? Let's say, for example, uh, there's an Amazon seller that's using a 200 euro budget on their advertising strategy. Would your would your software kind of pick up that actually, you know, by increasing this budget, you're you're you know you're going to um, improve your ROAS by X, for example? Yeah. So. Um, we we don't give like an automatic prediction which result we will expect like if we triple the budget for instance but what you can do with our budget automation you just set up for instance if you're spending at the moment two hundred dollars and you set up the budget rule and say I'd like to spend a thousand dollars per month in average but with the restriction to reach that target ROAS for instance. And then mm -hmm. the system is going to increase bits and budgets here and there where it makes sense, where you are able to expand. And it moves like promising search terms from automatic, from product campaigns and so on. It moves them to the exact campaign where you have much more control. And then it will increase bits and budgets over there. And so at the end, probably you, you won't spend the whole thousand dollars, but you are able to spend like 800 bucks with the same efficiency just by letting the system do what it can do best. Awesome. Um, do you have like a, a, is there like a reporting function within the, within the uh, software that, that kind of shows you, you know, like gives you a bit of an overview at the end of each month almost? Yeah. So we have like a completely customizable dashboard where all of our clients oh. can like add widgets, remove widgets, filter widgets by default. And then they can, for instance, create one whole dashboard for new products that are currently off because like you focus on completely different set of kpis when you're launching a new product than when you're like selling off a product or when you're just having a, a cash cow that is producing profitable advertising returns and so you can set up everything you can visualize everything and we 
we pull in not only the advertising data, but also organic data. So you see the total sales and you can also optimize based on a total ROAS or a total ACOS. Wow. Okay. And then I guess from an agency's perspective, um, are you able to kind of drill that down by client? Absolutely. So we work with so many agencies and what we have is like a user management where the agency is able to set who's the administrator, who is it, like um, account managers in our team and who's in the end, the, the user. And then you can set permissions, who can see what, and the admin is able to get an overview of all the clients that are currently managed by the agency. And so you can see like, the client names, then what, what the, where they paid sales, what were their previous paid sales, how did it change, and so on. So with a single click as an agency owner, you get a whole overview how all of your clients are currently performing. And then you can dig deeper and ask account managers, for instance, or log into the seller account from, from the client to dig deeper and see the reason why it performed so good or why it dropped, for instance. So can you you can allocate access externally as well for that, can you? Yeah, like many agencies publicly share that they are working with us. We mm -hmm. also offer a white label solution where the agency can host the bidding system on a private URL with private corporate identity with their logo and so on. Then like Bidix is completely hidden. But many of us just use Bidix and say we are working with Bidix and they give the client access, for instance, to the dashboard. And then uh, they can just click and drop, drop and uh, track all of which is like they'd like to see it and post mm. the questions directly over there. Or they generate like a PDF report, which also is completely customized with brand logo, with a corporate identity colors and so on. And they can share the PDF report if they don't want to have the client too much access. Yeah, sure. So actually it's a real, you know, if you were an agency that wanted to allocate that access to your clients, it actually uh, not only does it benefit the agency by automating the bids and making it really easy to kind of report and see exactly what's going where, but it's also acting as a benefit to the client as well, because all of a sudden they get really kind of simplified um, statistics on their, on their kind of advertising performance as well. Yeah. And you reduce a lot of the communication of the sending and requesting and so on. You can, for instance, also just create like on a monthly basis, a report where you at, as an agency owner or account manager, where you add like comments to the different charts, for instance, and you then share it with your client and then, or they can just access, access it. So you say, okay, um, report for last month is ready. We made a summary with everything we did, what went smooth, what did not, um, you can access it over here and you, you can dig deeper um where you'd like and we are open for any questions that you have that's awesome i mean the, the you know the software itself sounds amazing um and when you said earlier i think you mentioned that you um were quite quick when amazon opened the api to kind of get this uh, get this software up and running um obviously there are a few other kind of automated bid services around at the moment but how kind of like how early were you were you like one of the first to to kind of launch yeah, so we had like in, in summer of 2017, we had like automated bid and um, automated bid management. It was in the beginning, like based on the rules, as mentioned before. And we only did so because there was no other software on the market at that time when we started. Then like in, in summer autumn, like the first one, two other um, competitors, I'd say, 
um, also brought out their solution. There was also there were many reporting solutions at that time. So we had many many softwares there that were great at at reporting advertising results, but they were not doing anything. And there were also like one of the other software then when the API came out that would run suggestions. So we see that you are spending probably too much on that keyword. We would reduce it to that amount. Do you accept or no? But we said, okay, this is not really, this is like facilitating and also helping the seller. But mm -hmm. at the end, he still has to do all the work. And we said, okay, we do it the other way around. We say, we do everything. And if you didn't like what we do, you can just undo it. Because then you don't have to think about logging in every day, doing it on the weekend and so on. But the system is doing it. And then if you are like checking it once a week, you can just go with all the adjustments. And if you don't like something, you can just undo it. And then it's going to be the value that it has previously had before. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, so who would you say, who would you say are your kind of biggest competitors now? So we have mainly US competition. I think who's doing a good job in that field is Perpetua, Pacview, Quartal, at mm. least uh, the, the firm that are the loudest in the American area. And we also have to say that they are really focusing on the American market, whereas we yeah. are really focusing on the European market. And so now the one or the other is like tapping into the other's geographic region, but not too much. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of where I was going with that because a lot of these, um, you know, a lot of these uh, kind of um, automated ad softwares are, are, are US based, aren't they? So um, it's interesting to know that, you know, that you're kind of probably the one that sits within Europe um, the most. Um, I mean, is the majority of your business European or do you have, do you also have business in the US as well? We do have business in the US as well. This is why we're also building our team over there because we had already business before and we wanted to facilitate our US clients even better. And of course, also to, to market it more over there. But at the moment, still the majority of our clients are European based. And this gives us like a really advantage over here, having native support in all the different European, in the, in the main European languages, I would say, at least for, mm -hmm. for the pan-EU. So French, Spanish, Italian, and so on. And also having native speakers that can facilitate with checking the listings if they are okay, checking the queues if they are okay, and so on. And also understanding the whole European concept of, of selling with the different VAT numbers, whatsoever, the stock situation, which is completely different than in the US. And so if, for instance, now sellers from the US get support from you, for instance, to, to expand to Europe, to expand to UK and then to the other European markets, then we are able to support them as natives over here, which I think is probably best. Like if I would now run my listings also in America, I would also, even probably even if I'm British, I would say American native speakers should look over it because like there are like little words and differences, nuances, where Americans feel that there is a difference. And so... There, I think um, it's like the biggest strength besides the pro product that is delivering the results that yeah, people exactly. are expecting. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. Um, you know, we, as you know, we specialize in um, expanding clients from region to region. And one of the biggest things that we kind of come across is that kind of, it's not even the language barrier in some cases. It's more of the kind of change in search behaviors you know, like, although the US and the UK, we speak the same language there or thereabouts, 
um, we would search for things in a different way. And I'm guessing that, you know, um, a software package like BidX would pick up on that in those specific regions um, and really be able to kind of drive that, you know, drive that, uh, drive that performance. Absolutely. Wicked. All right. Um, so let's uh, just kind of um, talk about with regards to um, new, let, let's kind of, kind of give you a scenario. We've got a new um, Amazon seller um, um, that, that, are, that are kind of setting up and, um, you know, they, they don't know an awful lot about, um, about advertising. They're very new to the kind of e-commerce world. What would your kind of recommendations be for kind of advertising? Like how would, how should somebody get started? What sort of things should they look for? And when should they start to look to introduce softwares like yourself? Yeah. So first I would make sure that all the low hanging fruits are optimized and this is basically the listing that you have the listing if it got a translation that is done natively if you have promising images videos a plus content and so on these are like all the low-hanging fruits which still not all amazon sellers have totally accomplished because these things will drastically increase your conversion rate and by having a higher conversion rate you are able to pay more per click or you can gain more visibility because you convert better. So mm -hmm. the first thing is to make sure that organically everything is set up and you also have enough stock. So as soon as you start advertising and you get like a lot of traffic that you don't run out of stock the next month, kind of. Yeah. The next thing that we recommend, if, if you are not too familiar, I would always work like with a service provider, with an agency together who should then take care because in the beginning you might not spend too much, but this can accelerate pretty quick. And if you don't do it properly, you can also waste a lot of money. So if you don't have too much knowledge about it, I would always work with a service provider or an agency together. And then mostly what we recommend is do a proper keyword research for your listing and build on that when you start your advertising campaigns. So also if you have, like now expanded your business, for instance, to all the European countries, then you probably have native translation for your listings. And also over there, you did your keyword research. You looked for the nuances that all the different countries have and how people are searching for products over there. And so this is always um, a great basis where we can start to work with because that shows like which are the most um, important keywords. You can check them again with search query performance, which have the highest search volume, which are to focus most on. And you also have then the possibility to, to know which are your local fierce competitors, because then these are the ASINs you want to target with the product targeting. And then if you have set up this, um, you can use software like ours right from the beginning to properly, to properly create the whole campaign structure because this is the the basement where you then build on to scale your campaigns in the future. And if the basement is like missing many pieces, you are not really able to scale. And depending on how much search volume you have, you can just work with a generic. But if you have a lot of search volume, then we also recommend to split it up in a generic, in a, in a branded protect campaign, in a competitor attack campaign, and also like one top keyword exact campaign where you just put in like five to 10 keywords. And these are like the most important one, especially 
those where you want to rank and where you want to have like manually also, um, for instance, in your dashboard, a view how is it performing and how are my organic and paid rankings evolving. And so the whole setup, you can already start with using our software with a one-click setup. It is done like in, in a couple of seconds or minutes. And then it depends like on the launch strategy. What is the budget that is planned? What is the period that is planned? And we don't recommend to waste too much time because of the honeymoon period to, yeah. to push as much as possible and perhaps not only work with Amazon, but also use external traffic sources where you can get additional traffic Using Amazon Attribution, you are also able to track back the traffic where it's coming from and what is converting that best. And then as soon as the product has enough reviews and has enough traction and you got the first rankings, then you can completely rely on the automation and the optimization then to get your ads profitable will be done by the system. Awesome. Yeah, and I think we're totally aligned in our kind of messaging there. Like... Um, it's something that we, I constantly talk about to kind of new Amazon sellers that we, where we have this discussion and I, and, and I feel quite passionately that, you know, we need to, Amazon sellers need to invest early. Um, you know, so often we see slow sales defocus because this, the, you know, because the sales aren't there. Um, I think with the right kind of launch going into it with the right kind of mindset and making sure that we're prepared to kind of invest in advertising automation and you know proper listings um is is really key to um really key to a successful amazon campaign for sure um that's really interesting max thank you very much um just my final question for me um what does this i mean we've, we we kind of touched a little bit on this earlier with regards to kind of additional marketplaces but other than that what does the future hold for bidx so we focus now on getting traffic off Amazon to Amazon. And we see huge potential in, in doing so. We have like the iOS privacy change by Apple, which made it really hard for D2C companies to track their revenues and to attribute the sales using social media advertisements. We have now the cookie change by Google, where we don't are able to attribute sales anymore, but like Google will use the algorithms to attribute what is um, a sale and what is not. And we see Amazon is becoming like a huge platform where it's not only the marketplace anymore, but where we have like the Fire TV, Prime TV, where we have like Freevee as a free format now. Um, and also all the Alexa Echo devices, which are, are like not directly on Amazon, but which can be targeted by using Amazon DSP. And this is also not only on Amazon owned properties, but like across the whole internet. And we see that as Amazon is getting more competitive and as CPCs are rising, you have to look for traffic sources outside of Amazon to get that traffic from out of Amazon to Amazon and to increase your sales over there. So before we are moving on to the next marketplace, we also want to make sure that we get all the low hanging fruits in getting most of the internet traffic to the Amazon marketplace and to help our clients and Amazon sellers to just grow and scale their business on Amazon before expanding to other marketplaces. Sounds exciting. Um, yeah, really exciting future for you guys. And it's been really interesting, um, you know, talking to you and hearing more about what your software does. Uh, Max, absolute pleasure as always. Um, 
you know it's it's great to hear about um you know how hear about your business hear about your experiences as well um i really appreciate you coming on um that's it for today um again big thanks to max for joining us and we'll see Thank you, you next for time me. no worries we'll see you next time on the e-commerce expansion series podcast cheers bye E-commerce expansion myths blasted. Successful cross-border expansion help. Listen to the show to hear how one UK company is helping e-commerce sellers successfully expand into Europe and double their profits. Hosted by Andy Hooper of Global E-commerce experts. E-commerce experts.